Good morning everyone, um, my name is Chantelle, if you don't know me, if you're watching this for the first time or just tuning in to our carol service. Um, some people are really into Christmas, aren't they? They just cannot wait to get their tree up. They're like, how soon can I play Christmas music? Why are they not playing it on the radio? How, when is the first time I can watch a Christmas movie? When can I crack open the selection boxes? Some people are so into Christmas and they're like, as soon as like Halloween's over, they're like fully going for it with all the Christmas stuff. And if I'm really honest, Paul and I are not really into Christmas. Like our poor kids, like we're normally the last ones to put the decorations up in the tree, though this year we did put them up quite um they're already up anyway you know i'm not the kind of person to be like loving christmas jumpers like this snowflake t-shirt is probably as christmassy as i can get or as i'm gonna be i'm not the kind of person who's gonna be like humming along to christmas songs for months in advance of christmas but this year the words of that song we sang earlier oh holy night have been really going round and round in my head and especially that line just kept coming back to me over and over again. A thrill of hope the weary world rejoices. That just kept coming back to me. And the idea of hope has always been really important to us. You know, we believe that Jesus brings hope. Our strapline as a church is a place of hope. And we long to be that as a church. We long to be a place of hope. We long to carry the hope that Jesus gives us to a broken and hurting world. And if you were going to like condense it down, that's the dream we have over our community, that it would be a place of hope. And I don't need to tell any of you watching that this year has been nothing like we have ever experienced before. Every single one of us has had some kind of restrictions in our lives. You know, there's words in our vocabulary this Christmas that we didn't know. Last Christmas, you know, last Christmas probably, heard, you know, we hadn't really heard of COVID that much. Coronavirus, lockdown, social distancing, face masks, they weren't really things we were familiar with. And for some people in this year, maybe life isn't dramatically different but for other people it has been deeply devastating some people have lost loved ones some people have not been able to see loved ones we've all missed the normal ways of seeing family and friends some have lost jobs or income many of us have missed out on special occasions some have suffered with mental health as well as physical health and we've all lost some sense of security and freedoms that perhaps in the past we've taken for granted. And if you could summarise all of that, um, in my mind that equates to a weary world. And loads of people I'm talking to at the minute, that just sums up how many of us are feeling that word weary. And I wonder sometimes how many of us just sing songs and we don't really think about the words and what they mean. Sometimes when you're in the car with the kids though and a song comes on the radio, that is a good thing that they don't know what some of those words mean. But, you know, songs can become really familiar to us, even Christmas carols or worship songs that we love. You know, we can sing them really easily without really thinking of the meaning of the words. And whenever we sang that song, Oh Holy Night, these past few weeks, I find myself really 
not you know I've been humming it along in my head but I started to really think about the words and what they actually mean and let them speak to me so I just thought that this morning I would take a few of those words and talk to you guys about them and hopefully give us some things to think about over Christmas so of course the the song starts off like oh holy night the stars are brightly shining this is the night of our dear saviour's birth and this probably sounds really obvious but if you want to see the stars you need to look up you have to turn your gaze towards the sky to see the stars brightly shining and the other night i was driving from carrick to whitehead and i actually wanted to stop the car and take a photo of the moon because it was so low in the sky and big and orange and striking like i couldn't remember seeing it really like that before and it's not often that we're stopped short like that that something so grabs our attention that we need to be still for a moment and take a look but those words in the start of the song, Oh Holy Night, were a reminder to me that to see the stars, I need to pause. I need to stop rushing about. I need to turn my gaze to heaven and I need to look up. And it reminded me of the words of another old hymn that some of you will know. Turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. And there's another kind of secret verse that we don't often sing in O Holy Night, which I found when I was looking it up. And a little bit of the line in that one says, over the world a star is sweetly gleaming. So if you think about the wise men as well in the Christmas story, it was gazing at the star and following the star that actually led them to Jesus. So I just wanted to ask all of us a question this morning in this Christmas season after this crazy year of 2020. What will you, how will you turn your gaze to see Jesus? How will you look to him? And if we read in the Bible, there's um, a chapter in Hebrews 12 that Paul actually used yesterday in his talk at Matt and Catherine's wedding because it's about running and they love running. But it encourages us to fix our eyes on Jesus. So Hebrews 12. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for, for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of God, the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So this Christmas time, I want to encourage you to fix your eyes on Jesus. And the last little bit of that verse says that you will not grow weary and lose heart. As we consider Jesus, it helps to lift that weariness off that we're all experiencing after 2020. So I just thought, it's easy to say these things, isn't it? But what does that actually mean to fix your eyes on Jesus? Maybe we should get practical about it and offer ideas. How will you consider him? And all along this time, we've tried to just offer ideas and suggestions of how we can stay close to Jesus. For some of us, we enjoy devotionals or we've suggested some of those for Advent. Some of us like the Lectio 365 app on our phone that we can read or have it play to us every day. For some of us, 
Well, for all of us, it's good to use the word of God, the Bible, to help us fix our eyes on Jesus. And that can look different for all of us. Maybe you're reading a different chapter each day of the Bible. Maybe you're just choosing one verse um, and you're holding on to it for that Advent season, this Advent season. You're reading it every day. You're using it to help you fix your eyes on Jesus. In our church, we love to worship. We love worship songs. And we believe it's not just about singing them. We believe that we enter God's presence. So maybe you've got a favourite worship song and you're blasting it out in your car or you're singing along in your kitchen. Whatever it is to help you fix your eyes on Jesus and enter his presence. A few weeks ago, we talked about thanksgiving and gratitude and how it's a muscle we have to exercise. Uh, so maybe just being really focused on thanksgiving and thinking of things to be grateful for every day is going to help you in this christmas season to fix your eyes on him some of us love nature love getting out on walks and um, i've seen some people posting photos on facebook of the sea at carrick fergus and how that's just helped them enter into god's presence and just that real sense of joy and simplicity in this christmas season you know, they're just practical thoughts of how to fix our eyes on Jesus. You know, this season can be rush, rush, rush. Some of us can get to Christmas Day and think, oh yes, I haven't actually thought about what Christmas is all about. So today I want to ask us all, right this moment, where we are watching, what is one thing you're going to do in this Christmas season to fix your eyes on Jesus? So take a minute now, if you're in a room with someone, um, Turn around to them and ask them what's your one thing or message your friend and tell them. But we need to like take action on these things, not just go, oh, that's nice. So what's one thing you're going to do this Christmas season to fix your eyes on Jesus? And let's do that as we think about the night of our dear Saviour's birth. I'm giving you a minute <laughs> to think about your one thing. So... As we read on in the song, it says, Long lay the world in sin and error pining, till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. You know, I think that's another thing all of us can agree on this year. Well, it's the same every year, but especially this year. The world just is not as it should be. There's so much pain and suffering. A lot of it is caused by us, by man's inhumanity to man. And much as we try, we make mistakes, we hurt each other, we're not perfect, we do sin. And I've heard some people say during this pandemic, you know, I don't want it to go back to normal. Normal wasn't okay. You know, and... They've been talking about seeing this as an opportunity to reset and to think about what truly matters in life to almost create a new normal. So if long lay the world in sin and error pining is a description of where we are, like maybe we don't want it to be the same as before, but if you think of what comes next in the song, it says, till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. And there's something that we say and we know in Carrick Fergus Vineyard Church is that when God shows up, everything changes. And we have seen the lives of people we know in our church change in an undeniable way when God shows up, when he appears. And maybe 
you, you're sitting right here watching and you're thinking of someone you know and you know that you've seen God change their life. Maybe it's you, maybe you've known God change your life. And we see it in the Bible as well, like the story of the woman at the well in John 4. And I just want to encourage you to read that story yourself at home. It's John chapter 4 in the Bible. This was a Samaritan woman. Um, she shows up at this well at midday and meets Jesus. This woman was isolated. She was lonely. She'd been shunned by her community. She was in an unstable relationship. She was broken and hurting. And when Jesus appears, is everything okay? No? Okay. When Jesus appears, he treats her with compassion and dignity. He knows who she is and what she's done. And he goes to the underlying source of her pain. She's experienced loss and heartache. And Jesus offers her living water. He offers her himself. And her soul felt its worth because of Jesus. And because of him, she gets to share her story. He empowers her his love and acceptance, set her completely free. She runs to the town, to the very people who rejected her. And she says come and see a man who told me everything I ever did so long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth Jesus comes as a baby and he invites you today no matter who you are no matter where you're from no matter what you've done to come to him to give your life to him to have your thirst quenched by the living water because of him your soul can feel its worth because of him your life can be transformed and to me that is a thrill of hope that is something that we as the weary world can rejoice in so like this Christmas it's another invitation to you as Jesus appears allow him to minister to your soul allow him to speak to your heart Open up those secret, broken, sad places and drink of the living water he offers us. A thrill of hope the weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Fall on your knees, hear the angel voices, O night divine, the night when Christ was born. Jesus is the one who turns weariness to rejoicing. He turns weariness to joy and it reminded me of the amazing verses in Isaiah 61 you know he is the one who gives the oil of joy instead of mourning he gives a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair he gives beauty for ashes and it says in these verses that when Jesus comes he restores and people who are broken will be called oaks of righteousness a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendour. They will rebuild ancient ruins and restore places long devastated, renew ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. So like when Jesus comes, there's breakthrough, there's restoration, there's a renewal of devastated places and people. And I just thought that when Tommy was sharing, you know, there's restoration there. It's rebuilding brokenness and broken lies and broken places and wherever you are this morning I just want you to know that God wants to do that for you today he wants to give you beauty for ashes he wants to give you joy for mourning praise instead of despair and I just want you to receive that this morning wherever you are and this song teaches us how to respond fall on your knees hear the angel voices 
O night divine, that's our response is to worship, to fall on our knees. And that's a question for us this morning again. How will we respond to Jesus this Christmas? How will we worship him? Um, there's a, the, the secret verse that we don't often sing in this song um, has these lines that I just thought were really good as well. The king of kings lies in a lowly manger in all our trials born to be our friend. He knows our need, our weakness is no stranger. You know, Jesus was born to be our friend. He's with us all the time. He knows our need. He knows everything about us and he's promised never to leave us or forsake us. So whoever you are and whatever you're experiencing today, Jesus knows your need. Our weakness is no stranger to him. That baby in a manger was born to be our friend. He was born to be with us in every trial and every storm. And we can trust him, we can look to him, we can buy before him. I saw this quote and it absolutely blew me away. It says, one of the greatest gifts that Christians can give the weary world is living like we really believe in resurrection. Like imagine that, you know, this world is so weary, especially right now. And can we as followers of Jesus live like we really believe in resurrection and new life? That Jesus actually has power over sin and death and darkness. That our God is a God who gives beauty for ashes, a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair and a thrill of hope. So the, the last more familiar um, verse, the words of it are so powerful as well. Truly he taught us to love one another. Chains shall he break for the slave is our brother. In his name all oppression shall cease. If you think about that verse, like you probably just sing along with it and think, oh, that's lovely. But it's so powerful. It speaks of love, of peace and justice. It's a reminder of God's heart for the lonely and the oppressed and that he's called us to pursue that. You know, truly he taught us to love one another. What was the greatest commandment that Jesus gave us? He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul and your mind. That's the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, love your neighbour as yourself. And it reminds us again to love one, love one another, love our neighbour. And sometimes when you think about this year, you know, it's been very difficult. And I totally get it that in some ways it's easier to just hunker down, shut your doors, look after you and yours, you know. But God calls us to share that thrill of hope and to love one another. So I wonder, how is God speaking to each of us to live that out this Christmas? And I think each of us are unique and he's going to prompt each one of us uniquely. So today I want you to take a bit of time to think, what's he saying to you? Like, is there someone you've not been loving towards? Is there someone you've fallen out with and you need to make amends with? You know, is he calling you to open up your home like the Home for Good film we watched earlier to welcome the stranger? May we be a people of welcome this Christmas. You know, maybe there's someone you can reach out to to show that they're not alone. It could be as simple as dropping a Christmas card in and shortbread to your neighbour. In, in my life group that we've been doing this term, we've been talking about how being sent to bless others. It's not always the big massive gestures, but the little things can be so meaningful as well. Maybe you can get involved in what Tommy was saying earlier and be a driver. You know, just these actions can really make a difference. And God brings 
freedom to people's hearts. He uses us to help. He uses us. It says, chain shall he break for the slave is our brother. Jesus came to be saviour of the world, to die on the cross. And I love that song that we sing in church. There is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. Like, do we believe that today? Nothing is impossible for God. And I just want to encourage you today. That is the thrill of hope that we sing about in this song. That's what we read about in those scriptures in Isaiah. God came to proclaim good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to set captives free, and to renew that which has been devastated for generations. And he gives us that spirit in our lives to live that out. So another question for you today. Who is it that you want to see chains broken off? Who are you praying for? Who are you contending for? Maybe it's yourself. Maybe you just know you need to be free. Maybe it's someone you love. Maybe it's a whole group of people. You know, I was thinking about our kids and young people. This year's felt heavy and restricted for them. And I just pray for them that they would know God's love in a really special way. I love how this song, O Holy Night, ends. It says, sweet hymns of joy and grateful chorus raise we. With all our hearts we praise his holy name. Christ is the Lord, his power and glory evermore proclaim. So in worship, in thanksgiving, that grateful chorus, with all our hearts we're proclaiming Christ as Lord. We're giving him the glory and the honour and praise. And it brought me back again to that version, Joel 2, from our Life with Jesus series. Even now declares the Lord, return to me with all of your heart. You know, that's what we are called today as the people of God. Though this world feels weary, we fall on our knees, we behold our King with all our hearts, we praise his holy name. So I've asked us some questions today and I'm going to leave them with you to ponder and to respond to God. This Christmas, like the shepherds and the wise men, will you turn your gaze towards Jesus and will you look to him? How will you do that? This Christmas, like the woman at the well, will you welcome Jesus as he appears? Will you allow him into those broken places and drink of the living water he's offering? This Christmas, like those wise men, will you bow down and worship King Jesus? How will you worship him? This Christmas, who do you know who needs chains who broken, broken off? Because we as God's people prayed, because we reached out, because we showed that we believe in resurrection and offered that thrill of hope to a weary world. I'm just going to finish with a verse from the Bible that we've spoken of before. And this is our prayer for all of us and after this trying year and into this Christmas season and beyond. It's from Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I just pray that you would know a thrill of hope this Christmas time. And I just thought I'd come in for a couple of minutes before we finish um, and sing our final uh, carol here. Uh, As I've partook of this service and then listening to you, I just feel like, my goodness, there's so much kind of thrown out there 
so many invitations, so many questions to ponder and to consider and to think. And I think that's important that you go ahead and do that. And I, I feel like God will have really spoken to each of us specifically and individually about something. And like all messages that come from God, there comes an RSVP attached. It's an invitation, but it's an invitation to response, not to simply, you know, in a few minutes, go boil the kettle and go, oh, that was nice, that was a good good service this morning, but there's, there's a response, there's something. And uh, so I wanna read just another verse, and then in this moment is invite us all to respond. And Isaiah 40 says, do you not know have you not heard the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth? He will not grow tired or weary. And his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. And I think that we all need to consider other people in our lives. I think that we are the hands and feet of Jesus that go and what have you. But probably all of us are feeling weary. Mm. And so in this moment before we sing, let's just wait upon the Lord and allow him to renew our strength. Mm. And so as I pray, just receive He will not grow weary, but he gives strength to the weary. And so whoever we are, wherever we are, we welcome your strength and our power, your power to our lives again. Come Holy Spirit, we wait for you and your presence in our lives. And just invite him to strengthen you. Just receive from him. Allow Emmanuel to give you and gift you with peace and whatever it is that your heart and your being longs for and needs allow him to give it to you